go to the top of page 71. blogtalkradio.com Word Alive is based on John 10.10 where Jesus said come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Word Alive co-hosts are Ella coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan and Renetter coming to you from Gladwin, Michigan. You may email your comments, prayer requests and questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com and that is a capital W. Join Word Alive each Thursday evening from now on at 6.30 p.m. by calling 646-378-0538 or online here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive where all previous broadcasts are available on demand. You may also listen to Word Alive 24 in live by downloading the Blog Talk Radio app for your Android phone, or by downloading the Word Alive podcast on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at wordalive.now. Thank you for joining, and we pray that there is something edifying for you in the broadcast. Well, hello. Today is January 9th, 2016. So glad you tuned in to listen to the broadcast And we have a special treat for you today. Today we have a special guest on our broadcast. Our special guest is Chrysaline B. Saki, and she's on uh, the broadcast today to talk about her book. Yes, she is an author, and one of the books she has written is I Hate God. I said it right. I hate God. You may wonder, why would you uh, have someone on your broadcast who wrote a book, I Hate God. Well, we're going to uh, delve into that a little bit. So first, let me introduce you to Chrysalyn. Hello, Chrysalyn. How you doing there? I'm pretty Thanks good. How are you show. I'm doing fine. Well, it's, it's good to have you. I'm so glad you were able to join us. Uh, I was kind of waiting for my co-host to join us tonight, but she hasn't called in yet, and... Uh, so if she calls in, we'll talk to her a little bit later. But we want okay. to go ahead and jump in because time flies really fast when you're having fun. So tonight, Crystalyn, we want to talk a little bit about your book, I Hate God. Now, uh, are you a believer, a Christian? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus? Uh, yes, I do. I'm a minister. I've been a minister for almost three years now. So... Um, when God gave me the title, I Hate God, I was 
pretty stunned myself. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. So what 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 led you to write this book? Well, uh, I hate God is is a revelation of two ways that you can hate God, and God wanted that exposed. Uh, this book is about me and my father. Uh, my father actually hated God and wrote him a letter and stuff and told him so. And I was just living a sinful way. I just didn't want to live right at the time. But um, people let me know, especially this one soldier, that uh, you hate God if you don't live right. So you can't, you know, either love one master or hate the other. That's what Matthew 6.24 said. And so... Uh, I'm the person that um, purposely didn't know that I hated God. I thought, you know, because I never had a hatred in my heart for anyone, so I was the person that was just living a sinful life, and a lot of people are not aware that if you're not living right for Jesus, you are hating God. Wow. If you're not living a life for Jesus, then you are hating God. You know, I'm reminded of um, how we, uh, you know, some people will say, well, I'm not, uh, I don't believe in Jesus, and I don't believe in Satan. I just believe in me, and I just live for me. Do you think it's possible to live in this world and not choose Satan and not choose Jesus and just live a carefree life only for yourself? What they don't realize, which God revealed to me as I was writing, I hate God, they are being their own God. Uh, There's no other way to say it. They are being their own God. Uh, And just because they don't believe doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but uh, uh, I would say uh, they need to reevaluate themselves because they have made themselves their own God. Right. I want to read just a, a small part of your book where you got the revelation that you hated God. Um, let's see uh, where I want to start. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to start where it says what you just said. You didn't realize it. So I'm going to start uh, on page 71 of I Hate God, almost middle ways. It says, I did not realize it at the time. But God's spirit was swelling up in him, and he confidently declared, no, it isn't a lie. You hate God, and you love Satan. Now, I was really getting furious. How dare him to tell me such outlandish words? I was upset and rebelled. I am not listening to this anymore. I don't hate God, and I don't love Satan. He did not quit hammering me. He was persistent and equipped with the word of God, saying, yes, you do. I will show you. He pulled out his Bible, turned to the scripture, Matthew six twenty four, which states, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. Again, that's Matthew six twenty four, King James Version. He continued to tell me, God told me to show you this. You are choosing to live in sin after God let you know that he has something special for you to do. This makes you hate God and love Satan. 
You cannot be in between. Either you will be for God or you won't. Can you comment on that? Yeah, I was pretty angry. I was in the Army at the time, and this same man had came to me and told me God had a special job for me a couple of weeks before that. And uh, they pulled out a lot of scriptures on me because he had one other person with him. But uh, still didn't listen, so he came to me again by himself and started mm-hmm. hammering me about hating God this time. And I was in denial because, like I said, I didn't have hatred in my heart. You know, I was just doing chrysalis, doing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it, where I wanted to do it, and how long I wanted to do it. And um, he let me know, okay, well, if you don't listen to God after that Bible verse, uh, you know, you hate God. And that that didn't leave my spirit. It just didn't leave. So it was the beginning of me, you know, changing. All right, the beginning of your change. You know, a lot of times in life, we don't realize the path that we were on. I'm reminded of uh, the story of Paul. You know, Paul was actually killing Christians, but Paul believed he was doing the work of God. He was killing the people of God. He was killing believers, but he thought he was helping God out until he had an encounter that gave him the revelation that he was doing it the wrong way, that the one that he thought he was defending was the one he was actually going against. And, you know, sometimes we we think we're all right, Crystalline. We think right. we're doing a pretty good job. I mean, you, you knew you were, you know, living in sin, but you didn't know you were living a life that showed a hatred toward God. You really didn't know exactly. that. Exactly. But the, but the thing about it is once that revelation came to you, of course, at first you became angry because, Somebody was telling you something that you didn't believe in. A lot of us, we're in denial about where we are, the state of life that we're in. And when God first gives us a revelation to expose where we are, our first reaction is to get angry. I mean, sometimes we get angry at the messenger, the person that God sent to reveal it to us. Or sometimes we get angry at God himself, you know. Or sometimes we think, well, God, you don't even know what you're talking about. Because you're exactly. wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, that's right. <laughs> but well, once you get to that. He, I thought the guy Go ahead. he uh, told me that Bible verse, I thought he right. was attacking me personally. But once he told me the Absolutely. Bible verse, you know, I've always grew up in a Christian home. So once he told me that mm-hmm. Bible verse, uh, you know, that was like a wake-up call. A wake-up call. That was a light shining in the darkness. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, you know, and that's that's something about the word of God. It's powerful. Powerful right. enough to divide the marrow from the bone. So it was powerful to seep in in between your denial of the state of life that you were in and the reality of where you really were. And that, that word of God was able to slip in there and draw a your attention to what was really going on. And thank God for the word that is able to draw our attention away from ourselves because, you know, sometimes to get in between us and our own selves, us and our own flesh, we need that power. Well, all of the time. 
to, to right. just wake us up and make us realize who we are and where we are really at. And also, Crystal, and what it does, it makes us realize, you know what, I need God right here, right now, where I'm at. Because sometimes we think we can do it on our own. You know, like you were living the life that you thought you wanted to live. Right. You were living a life full of giving yourself the pleasures that you thought you wanted in life. But I'm going to ask you a question right here. The life you're living today, because you're living for God now, you're a minister now. How many books have you written now? Uh, Sixteen. Oh, my God. I didn't know it was that many. You've written 16 books now. And yes. I want to ask you, the life that you're living right now, where you're at in your life right now, when you turn around and look back to where you were the day the man spoke this to you and the day that scripture shined brightly into that dark place, in comparison, are you better off now than you were when you were at that, at that place where your flesh thought you were living it up? Uh, most definitely. Because even though I didn't want the restriction of following God's laws and rules on my life, uh, mm-hmm. I was scared to die. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of dying now because, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm excited about uh, seeing Jesus. So uh, that's a big Amen. difference of living a life of fear of death and then being at peace knowing that, you know, you, you're trying to live your life so you can go see Jesus one day. Praise God. You know, it's, it's funny that you said that because um, when I was in a backslidden state, that was the thing that haunted me the most. It was the... It was not having that security of knowing that I was in that safe place. It was not having that security of knowing that no matter what happened to me, knowing that I was safe in his arms and he was taking care of me, and that no matter what happened to me, I was going to be all right. But when you step out from under the covering of God, when you're living a life where every single day I knew I was living disobedient, Right. disobedient to the word of God, disobedient to what I've been taught all of my life because I was raised in a, a home where my mother and father were both saved. And they both raised me according to the word of God, you know, to the best of their ability and to the best of their understanding of the word. They raised me according to holiness. And so just that knowing, I mean, I would pray and ask God for protection, but that it was a haunting thing to just not be sure. You know, if something right. happened to me tonight, I'm going to bust hell wide open with that thought, with that mentality because, you know, and that's that's also kind of like a deception because once we become a believer and once God takes us in, he doesn't let us go. We let him go, right. but he doesn't let us go. So that's why we live in fear because we aren't turned to him anymore. We aren't focused on him anymore. We're We're consumed, like you said, we become our own God. So right. we're we're consumed in ourselves because we're focused on ourselves, and exactly. that's just all you know. Yeah, right. So, and and it mm-hmm. makes us see things from a different perspective. That's that's it's not a truthful perspective because, you know, God loves us all. The, the Word of God lets us know that God would that no man would perish, and like there was a, a something that I read in your book. Let me see. Uh, talking about how God loves us. Let me see if I can find that right spot. Uh, 
I read it right before we got on to. Um, well, why are you looking for that? Uh, I wanted to say that I did not want to write I Hate God because I knew I would get persecution, which I've had gotten persecution from the saints, but I prayed and fasted. And I prayed and fasted and said, God, you sure you want me to write I Hate God? Do you know what I'm going to go through? And I'm a minister writing this title. And God's response to me was, they hated me when they put Jesus on the cross. I was like, okay, I'm writing I Hate God. And I mean, I couldn't, there was, he didn't have to say no more, you know. So when I wrote I Hate God, people have asked me, are you sure you didn't hear from the devil? Well, how can they ask me that if they didn't fast and pray about the title, I Hate God. They need to fast and pray like I did to say, so that God can tell them the same thing he told me and give them revelation instead of just telling me, I think you heard from the devil. I, you ain't going to hear from the devil while you fasting and praying that. The devil runs from prayers. Well, if we if we if we know and we learn how to pray, we can put the devil on the run. Unfortunately, a lot of people that call themselves believers and call themselves saints of God don't really know how to pray. You know, I know for a fact that a lot of people pray out of uh, not faith, but they pray out of fear, or they pray out of um, lust, out of habits. Greed. Yep, and habits, <laughs> right? And habits, right? You know, you learn something a certain way, and you just keep doing it, even though it may not be the right way. That's why we have so many powerless so-called believers, you know, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Because, And it's not that we don't have power. I believe every believer has power. I really believe that, Crystal. Yes, that's what the Word says. Absolutely. But I believe not all believers understand and knows what that means, and not all believers access and utilize the power that God has given us because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding. They're unlearned right. in the word of God and in the things of God. They're unlearned in the, the tools that God has given us. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down the stronghold. And if that's what right. we have on our side, if that's what our arsenal consists of, why do we live a defeated life? Because we don't know. The word of God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And when yes, you don't know, that. you can't use it. Yes, I put that yep. in the book because I was perishing for the lack of knowledge. Because at that Absolutely. particular time in my life, I, I, I hate to read, so I didn't want to uh, read the word or any other book. But when I finally read the whole entire Bible, I saw how much knowledge I was lacking that I could have have used during a lot of my trouble days. So mm-hmm. it's very important to read the Word of God because it's it's your uh, armor. It tells you in Ephesians chapter six how the Word of God is your armor. Amen. Amen. And it's powerful. It's a strong armor. If you understand and you know how to utilize it. And yes. um, through the course of this is a really good book. I encourage everybody. There is no way in the world we can cover this book in a half an hour. But I encourage everybody to go and get this book. Crystalline, can you tell them where they can get this book? Uh, yes, they can get it 
on generalmom.com. That's my website. All you have to do is click on the book, and it take you straight to Amazon.com, or they can go straight to Amazon.com. Or they yes, can go do to their local, local bookstore and pre-order it, and the bookstore will get it in to them and, uh, and call them when the book is in. Oh, that's very good. I didn't know you could do that. That's good. Yeah, so yes. if you want to look it up on Amazon.com, I'm going to tell you how to spell her name. It's C-R-I-S-A-L-Y-N, Saki, S-A-C-H-I. If you do a search on I Hate God, Crystal and Saki, it'll pop right up. And so I want to encourage everybody to go and get this book because this book tells of her journey, and how she went from hating God to loving God and serving God, because a lot of people get saved, but they never get to the place where they actually serve God. A lot of people get saved, they give their life to the Lord, but they never learn how to walk with God. And I've known Crystalline for a few years, and I can testify that through the time that I I met her over the phone, <laughs> we are actually uh, grandparents of the same granddaughter. <laughs> we share yeah. a wonderful granddaughter, Nivonalyn. And um, our my son and her daughter are married to one another, and so uh, and so I I met her on the phone. We met on the phone, right? Uh, uh on the phone briefly, and then oh, no, we met in person at first. Came, when, yeah, yeah, it was in person when, uh, to see you. You sent when the was, was born. born. Yes, that's right. Where it was. Right. But then we talked on the phone and on Facebook, and I can truly say from the time that I met her to now, she has grown by leaps and and bounds in the Lord. I can, I can say I have seen God do a quick work in her life, and it's because of how you apply yourself. You know, you have grown more than some people that I've known that's, that's called themselves walking full force with God for many, many, many years, for I say 40 years, but you don't see any growth in their life. Every time you run into them, every time you see them, they're in the same place. They talk the same language, and it's not the language of growth. It's not the language of becoming seasoned in the word of God. But the thing about you, Crystalline, is you begin to not only read, not only study, but the Bible tells us to be not hearers only of the word, but be doers of the word of God. Yeah. And you became a doer of the word, and you began to transform by that same word that you became a doer of. And you begin to watch that I begin to hear it in you and read it in your books. I'm like, oh, my God, this woman is just leaping forward. Yeah, it's you just totally amazing. my books now. Yeah, uh, you amazing. read from the floor up, and you you saw where I was at. Even though I was into God, but I was yes. in a hard place of uh, trying to struggle to get out of depression. Then you read the new yes. me, and you saw that the depression there. But I would have to say, yes. I hate God is my best book yet. I've I've gotten better comments about I hate God for those who have read it than all of my books put together. So that's wow, how that's tremendous. I Hate God is. I've had people say that it's the best book they read in their life, uh, the best book they read in 15 years. Uh, people have told me that they have 
changed their ways that are ministers because they didn't realize, you know, little Mickey Mouse stuff like uh, uh, the trick of the enemy. Uh, God tells you to pray. He wants you to pray right now. But your favorite TV show is on, and you say, okay, I'll pray after it's off. You have just made that TV show your God. When God says to pray, it's not when you feel like it. He said, he's God, do it now. Obey him now. That obedience is the uh, better than sacrifice. Amen. So that's the kind of stuff I've learned since, you know, me and you have uh, met. Because I used to, okay, well, I'll pray after uh, my TV show is off. And that's how it was when I met you. I ain't like that now. God said to pray now, also the TV. Right. That's right. You know, you you get a new we we get a new focus when you you know the word of God. It is powerful. If you right. really get in the word with an open and a sincere heart, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you through the word to empower you and to propel you into the will, the purpose, and the life of God. You know, it changes you. It transforms you. The Bible says, "Be you trans be not conformed to the world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind." Right. It renews your mind. It changes the way you think. And um, there was a, a part in your book where you actually said that. You said uh, on page 106, about a little bit under the middle of the book, you said, I am not the same person whom I was. Uh, and then you go down a little bit further. It says, despite of whatever pain you feel, concentrate on God. I am more focused on God's will versus my sorrow. And it changes you. Most people, like you talked about being in that uh, depressed state, most people who are depressed, they are focused on their problems. They are focused on depression is such a horrible, heavy weight that when it's on you, when you don't get the strength to look outside of where you are, you are focused on it. You are focused on how you feel. You're focused on that dark place that you are, and it consumes you and causes you to be more focused on it. But when you can take your focus off of that and put your focus on God, the ability to break free is present, is ever-present. Right. And uh, I want to read another part of the book where you said, once I heard this sermon, I concentrated on my soul. I did not want to make my soul suffer from all from any of my fleshly actions. I was responsible for its destination. What a powerful awakening to hell. So many times in life we make everybody else responsible for where we are. We make right. everybody else responsible for the state of our soul. Yeah, bad stuff do happen to us. But it's but you that bad stuff is only responsible for the state you are in as long as you allow it to control you. And as long as you you give it that power, if you decide right. not to give it that power, it has no power over you. She said right here, I was responsible for its destination. This was and is a big responsibility, which I was not aware I had. After I did a self-evaluation, it was time for me to repent. It was time for me to forgive others and myself. That's powerful, Crystalline. I had to change my ways. I began to love others. Most of all, I fell in love with God and began to serve him. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's See, a God powerful wants everybody place to, know. to get. 
Huh? And God wants everybody to know to do a self-evaluation like I did, and that's what this book is. If you're doing any of these things in this book, that it points out where we are being deceived by the enemy, then you're hating him, you know? So he had me to go and evaluate myself. So, I, I mean, I was a, I was one of the wrong ones, too. But I've changed as I was writing this book. Amen. I believe it. Because, you know, God, while you were writing, okay, God put you on an assignment to write this book. And, you know, yeah. every assignment that God put you on, you you go through something in the process. It's like he put you, when God put you on an assignment, like he put you on a, a, a journey. It's like he, he put you on a process. And in the middle, midst of that process, you're the one that's being processed. Because right. when God is pouring something through you that's going to minister to other people, he's going to minister to you first. And he did. I will say, this book uh, keeps me on uh, the right track. Cause I didn't realize a lot of some of this stuff in the book. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it even for myself. But, you know, when I was writing the book and God gave me the sentence, I was my own God. So, wow, I'm talking about when, when I was wanting to do what I wanted to do and not what God wanted mm-hmm. me to do. Right. Right. And so I, I just encourage everybody, I want to thank you again for joining us, Crystal, and we've come to the end of the broadcast. And I do want to encourage you to go get this book. Don't let the title fool you. Don't let the cover throw you off. I Hate God is a book of a revelation that God brought. And I believe that this is not the end of the story. I believe another part is going to be written later on. And if you read the book, you'll understand what I'm talking about. We didn't give away everything, so you have many, many, many surprises if you go buy this book and read this book. I promise you we didn't give away everything uh, because we want you to read the book. And if you get to a part of the book that seems, especially for you believers, if you start out reading this book and you feel like a little, you know, this is a little out there, I don't know if this is the right thing, I'm telling you, keep reading the book. You will be blessed. Well, Crystalyn, I know we're going to have you back again talking about okay. where God is going to take you from this point, what your next project is going to be, because I know he's not done with you. This is only the beginning. You know, and I take my hat off to you, and I, you know, you just keep growing with God and keep walking with God. I know he has many great things still in store for you and for our family. God bless you, and I love you. Love you, too, and thank you for having me on the show again. Oh, you're most welcome. So to everybody else, I would say have a God night, have a God week, have a God year. Join us Thursday night, our new broadcast time. We will not be broadcasting on Saturdays at 11 p.m. any longer. We will be broadcasting Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. However, if you can't make it Thursdays at 6.30 p.m., you can listen to us in the archives anytime at your convenience. God bless all. Good night. Good night.